This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Want to be a more effective communicator? Learn how generational science can equip you to speak across generations in a way you can be heard well. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles, chapter 29 through chapter 30. Chapter 29, Hezekiah consecrates the temple. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he'd reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what the Lord approved, just as his ancestor David had done. In the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the Lord's temple and repaired them. He brought in the priests and Levites and assembled them in the square on the east side. He said to them, Listen to me, you Levites. Now consecrate yourselves, so you can consecrate the temple of the Lord God of your ancestors. Remove from the sanctuary what is ceremonially unclean. For our fathers were unfaithful. They did what is evil in the sight of the Lord our God and abandoned him. They turned away from the Lord's dwelling place and rejected him. They closed the doors of the temple porch and put out the lamps. They did not offer incense or burnt sacrifices in the sanctuary of the God of Israel. The Lord was angry at Judah and Jerusalem and made them an appalling object of horror at which people hiss out their scorn, as you can see with your own eyes. Look, our fathers died violently, and our sons, daughters, and wives were carried off because of this. Now I intend to make covenant with the Lord God of Israel, so that he may relent from his raging anger. My sons, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, to be his ministers, and offer sacrifices. The following Levites prepared to carry out the king's orders. From the Kohites, Matha, son of Amasai, and Joel, son of Azariah. From the Mariites, Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehel Eliel. From the Gershonites, Joah, son of Zimmah, and Eden, son of Joah. 
From the descendants of Elizaphon, Shimri, and Jeel. From the descendants of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah. From the descendants of Heman, Jehiel, and Shimei. From the descendants of Judathan, Shimeiah, and Uziel. They assembled their brothers and consecrated themselves. Then they went in to purify the Lord's temple, just as the king had ordered, in accordance with the word of the Lord. The priests then entered the Lord's temple to purify it. They brought out to the courtyard of the Lord's temple every ceremonially unclean thing they discovered inside. The Levites took them out to the Kidron Valley. On the first day of the first month, they began consecrating. By the eighth day of the month, they reached the porch of the Lord's temple. For eight more days, they consecrated the Lord's temple. On the sixteenth day of the first month, they were finished. They went to King Hezekiah and said, We have purified the entire temple of the Lord, including the altar of burnt sacrifice and all its equipment, and the table for the bread of the presence and all its equipment. We have prepared and consecrated all the items that King Ahaz removed during his reign when he acted unfaithfully. They are in front of the altar of the Lord. Early the next morning, King Hezekiah assembled the city officials and went up to the Lord's temple. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven goats as a sin offering for the kingdom, the sanctuary, and Judah. The king told the priests, the descendants of Aaron, to offer burnt sacrifices on the altar of the Lord. They slaughtered the bulls, and the priests took the blood and splashed it on the altar. Then they slaughtered the rams and splashed the blood on the altar. Next, they slaughtered the lambs and splashed the blood on the altar. Finally, they brought the goats for the sin offering before the king and the assembly, and they placed their hands on them. Then the priests slaughtered them. They offered their blood as a sin offering on the altar to make atonement for all Israel, because the king had decreed that the burnt sacrifice and sin offering were for all Israel. Hezekiah stationed the Levites in the Lord's temple with cymbals and stringed instruments, just as David, Gad the king's prophet, and Nathan the prophet had ordered. The Lord had actually given these orders through his prophets. The Levites had David's musical instruments, and the priests had trumpets. Hezekiah ordered the burnt sacrifice to be offered on the altar. As they began to offer the sacrifice, they also began to sing to the Lord, accompanied by the trumpets and the musical instruments of King David of Israel. The entire assembly worshipped as the singers sang and the trumpeteers played. They continued until the burnt sacrifice was completed. When the sacrifices were completed, the king and all who were with him bowed down and worshipped. King Hezekiah and the officials told the Levites to praise the Lord, using the Psalms of David and Asaph the prophet. So they joyfully offered praise and bowed down and worshipped. Hezekiah said, Now you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord. Come and bring sacrifices and thank offerings to the Lord's temple. So the assembly brought sacrifices and thank offerings, and whoever desired to do so brought burnt sacrifices. The assembly brought a total of 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 lambs as burnt sacrifices to the Lord, and 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep were consecrated. But there were not enough priests to skin all the animals. So their brothers, the Levites, helped them until the work was finished and the priests could consecrate themselves. The Levites had been more conscientious about consecrating themselves 
then the priests. There was a large number of burnt sacrifices, as well as fat from the peace offerings and drink offerings that accompanied the burnt sacrifices. So the service of the Lord's temple was reinstituted. Hezekiah and all the people were happy about what God had done for them, for it had been done quickly. Chapter 30 Hezekiah Observes the Passover Hezekiah sent messages throughout Israel and Judah. He even wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh, summoning them to come to the Lord's temple in Jerusalem and observe a Passover celebration for the Lord God of Israel. The king, his officials, and the entire assembly in Jerusalem decided to observe the Passover in the second month. They were unable to observe it at the regular time because not enough priests had consecrated themselves and the people had not assembled in Jerusalem. The proposal seemed appropriate to the king and the entire assembly. So they sent an edict throughout Israel from Beersheba to Dan, summoning the people to come and observe a Passover for the Lord God of Israel in Jerusalem, for they had not observed it on a nationwide scale as prescribed in the law. Messengers delivered the letters from the king and his officials throughout Israel and Judah. This royal edict read, O Israelites, return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, so he may return to you who have been spared from the kings of Assyria. Don't be like your fathers and brothers who were unfaithful to the Lord God of their ancestors, provoking him to destroy them, as you can see. Now don't be stubborn like your fathers. Submit to the Lord and come to his sanctuary, which he has permanently consecrated. Serve the Lord your God so that he might relent from his raging anger. For if you return to the Lord, your brothers and sons will be shown mercy by their captors and return to this land. The Lord your God is merciful and compassionate. He will not reject you if you return to him. The messengers journeyed from city to city through the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, as far as Zebulun, but people mocked and ridiculed them. But some men from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. In Judah, God moved the people to unite and carry out the edict of the king and the officers in keeping with the Lord's message. A huge crowd assembled in Jerusalem to observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the second month. They removed the altars in Jerusalem. They also removed all the incense altars and threw them in the Kidron Valley. They slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month. The priests and the Levites were ashamed, so they consecrated themselves and brought burnt sacrifices to the Lord's temple. They stood at their posts according to the regulations outlined in the Law of Moses, the man of God. The priests were splashing the blood as the Levites handed it to them. Because many in the assembly had not consecrated themselves, the Levites slaughtered the Passover lambs of all who were ceremonially unclean and could not consecrate their sacrifice to the Lord. The majority of the many people from Ephraim, Manasseh, Ishakar, and Zebulon were ceremonially unclean. Yet they ate the Passover in violation of what is prescribed in the law. For Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord who is good forgive everyone who has determined to follow God, the Lord God of his ancestors, even if he is not ceremonially clean according to the standards of the temple. The Lord responded favorably to Hezekiah and forgave the people. The Israelites who were in Jerusalem observed the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days with great joy. The Levites and priests were praising the Lord every day with all their might. Hezekiah expressed his appreciation to all the Levites, 
who demonstrated great skill in serving the Lord. They feasted for the seven days of the festival and were making peace offerings and giving thanks to the Lord God of their ancestors. The entire assembly then decided to celebrate for seven more days. So they joyfully celebrated for seven more days. King Hezekiah of Judah supplied 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep for the assembly, while the officials supplied them with 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep. Many priests consecrated themselves. The celebration included the entire assembly of Judah, the priests, the Levites, the entire assembly of those who came from Israel, the resident foreigners who came from the land of Israel, and those who were residents of Judah. There was a great celebration in Jerusalem, unlike anything that had occurred in Jerusalem since the time of King Solomon, son of David of Israel. The priests and Levites got up and pronounced blessings on the people. The Lord responded favorably to them as their prayers reached his holy dwelling place in heaven. Psalm 134, a song of ascents. Attention, praise the Lord. All you servants of the Lord, who serve in the Lord's temple during the night, lift your hands towards the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. New Testament reading. Mark chapter 15, verses 2 through 5. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He replied, You say so. Then the chief priests began to accuse him repeatedly. So Pilate asked him again, Have you nothing to say? See how many charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Matthew chapter 27 verses 11 through 14. Jesus and Pilate. Then Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not respond. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many charges they are bringing against you? But he did not answer even one accusation, so that the governor was quite amazed. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous and holy God, we greet you with hearts of thanksgiving. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this narrative of redemptive history, O Lord, that walks right up to us this very day. We thank you, O Lord, that we are indeed your people. And we thank you, O God, for the holiness of your word and the beauty of your ways and even things that are beyond our understanding and imagination, O Lord. We thank you, O God, that you have granted to us a faith that allows us to be patient even as we don't understand, recognizing that your ways are higher than our ways. And so, O God, would you teach us your word? Would you help us to make these connections? Lord God, I am struck by your generosity, your compassion. Your word is holy and your law is true and righteous. And yet, when those who were not able to fulfill and did not fulfill their consecration before you, 
God, we see in Second Chronicles that with a humble heart that they demonstrated, you allowed them to be received. This reminds us today that, that oftentimes we don't fully understand your law and we are limited in our own strength and our own imagination, even our own resources to comply fully, even if we do understand. And yet you look at our heart, our contrition, our humility, our lowliness before you, and you receive us. You receive us as unto yourself and you clean us up. You consecrate us. You make us ceremonially clean. And so we thank you for this reminder that for those of us who may feel filthy from sin and exhaustion and trauma from the world, that you are the God who cleans up your people and you clean us up in the most important ways from the inside out. God, this reminds us that we can share everything with you, that there is no secret, no shame, nothing, no besetting sin, no worry or concern that we must hide from you. We are no longer in hiding. We are no longer looking to cover up our nakedness as in the garden, but yet we are now free for freedom's sake. And we thank you for that, O Lord, because we can exercise our freedom in prayer to you. We can exercise freedom in the way that we are now called to live, recognizing that we can't clean our own selves up, but yet we are to come to you confessing and repenting and leaning on your kindness and your mercy and your goodness, knowing that we are enough in you. Continue, O God, through the power of sanctification, by the power of your spirit, to clean us up and to use us to use us, to set us apart, for we are your people and we are holy because you are holy. So, oh God, set us apart to be used for your business, for your, uh, the matters of love, for the matters of, of kindness, compassion, and justice, and service. Set us apart to be used for your kingdom. God, we thank you that you have modeled for us that there are times that we can just simply be quiet. We can be still, knowing that your will will be done. Your excellent and good plans for your people, for your children, are coming to pass. And so this gives us confidence that we don't have to always have the right words and phrases, that we can be still and know that you are God. Grant us rest from our cleverness. Grant us rest from our words. And let us know that your words, that you, God of all creation, speak a truer and greater and more profound word over our lives. We thank you, O God, for who you are and who we are now in you. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. If we want to be effective communicators, it's important to know that different generations communicate differently. In his book, Speaking Across Generations, Daryl Hall explores how generations are distinct people groups with their own cultures and languages. Pastor Hall engages with generational science and fresh research from the Barner Group. You'll learn how each generation receives verbal messages from boomers and Xers to millennials and Gen Z and those not yet named. Become a more effective communicator with insight from Daryl Hall and speak 
speaking across generations available now at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so, 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 so.